Next, we need to talk about something called confidence. This is another thing that a lot of people worry about and struggle with when it comes to sponsorship. But you know what? I started recording this and it was all about confidence. This is great because I know exactly how to teach people in this area. But halfway through recording, I was like, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. This is not right. Sorry, guys. I've changed my mind. I've got to change what I'm going to talk about here. It's not confidence. It's just getting yourself to do what needs to be done without hesitation or self-doubt. It's getting oneself to act without double thinking, without letting the what-if monster crawl into your mind. So then you become the person that can go into that meeting and kill it, to walk up to that executive that you don't know or that team boss that you don't know and simply pitch to them, to agree to and pull off that public speaking gig, or to get yourself to make that difficult cold call that you know you should make. That's what we're talking about when it comes to confidence. It's just acting without double thinking. And again, this is a vital skill that's going to help you get sponsorship because there's so many times that you've gone to do something and then you've talked yourself out of it. It's not motivation. It's not even obsession. It comes down to confidence and actually it comes down to fear. So when drivers tell me, oh, I'm not sure how to do this proposal or I don't know how to contact somebody in a certain company or to get past that gatekeeper on the phone or how to talk to a team boss, I'm not sure how to actually word it. These are not the real reasons. These are bullshit reasons. Come on, really, you don't care. If you had the confidence, you would have found out now how to word, how to pitch, how to put a proposal together, how to phone up a company. So it's not the actual wording. This comes down to fear. This comes down to fear of rejection and fear of screwing up. And instead of facing that fear, instead of taking it on as a challenge and exciting, you've let it roll you. You've let it put you off and come up with all these excuses. Again, stacking, stacking all these excuses why it's not really the right time to phone that company right now. It's a lot of BS, you know that. And again, confidence, it's something you're in control of. We all know plenty of confident people, but if you put them in a certain scenario where they're not too sure about what could happen and they feel a bit judged, then they too become unconfident. So call it apprehension, call it procrastination, lack of motivation, lack of confidence. But at the end of the day, you're not making the moves that you need to make, the big actions, because you're scared of something. You're scared of something that's going to be a consequence of that action. What if? What if it goes wrong? What will they think of me? What will they say? Have I messed it up? What will it do to my confidence overall? Will somebody say, I told you so? How would it make me look in front of others? It's craziness, right? It's how we talk ourselves out of things. The worst case scenario. What's the worst possible thing that would do if I pick up that phone or talk to that person or try and pitch them or approach that person at the bar and ask them out for a date? How would it look in front of people if I get turned down? How will I feel? How will I react? Stop it. (laughs) All these things coming in. You can't let them rule your life anymore. If you want to get sponsorship, you're going to have to put yourself into the fire, as people say. But guess what? The more you get burnt, the more you put yourself into these fires that you're usually scared about or other people are scared about because of the what if monster that's in their head, the worst case scenario monster, the more you wise up. The more you go outside your comfort zone, the wider your comfort zone becomes. You start to get used to putting yourself out there. You start to learn from all the failures that are absolutely vital for you to get better. And if you do that just for a very short period of time, you go outside your comfort zone just a few times all of a sudden you realize it's not as dark and nasty out there as you thought. And if you do screw up, people don't really care. They might take the piss for a little bit, but to be honest, they don't really care because everyone screws up. They've got too many other things to think about. They've got their own life to think about. Even if they remind you of it now and then, they don't really care. You care more about the failures that you go through than anybody else, no matter what they say. 
So if you're letting outside influences, other people hold you back because of what they might say or how they might judge you, even if you know them or not, then that's craziness because you're the person. You're the person that determines if you've failed or not. You're the person that says, okay, did I fail or did I have a lesson out of this? Am I going to come back stronger or am I going to give up? If you're giving up, yeah, it's probably a failure. But if you are determined to learn by what's just happened, no matter how devastating it is, because everything that happens to us is for a reason and it serves us in some way. If you come from that outlook, all of a sudden people say, wow, you're confident. Well, I am. Yeah, I'm confident because I've got nothing to lose. No matter what happens, I'm going to be better off. Even if it goes completely pear-shaped and I'm made to look stupid in front of all these people in that boardroom, doing that public speaking gig, whatever it is, if I look stupid, then I'll learn. I'm going to be better. Now I know how not to do it. And next time, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to be so much better. Come on, bring it on. Put me in situations where my comfort zone is tested because I know as soon as I've done it, then my comfort zone is going to go bigger and I'm going to be ready for it next time and I'm going to be even better and I'm going to act more naturally because often we screw up the first time, right? If we've got a job interview or something that puts us in a very precarious position, we usually screw up the first time. But then the next time we do it, it seems easier. So you've experienced this hundreds of times already. I want you to use that muscle, that realization of you putting yourself out there is what's going to make you stronger. And actually, in you putting yourself out there, you've just increased your chances of success in the sponsorship and the racing world tenfold. It's all about the person that goes and does things that other people are not prepared to do. Now, you name one sporting icon and you will name numerous times that they've put their own reputation on the line. They know that they're going for something big. They're going for something that other people have said is impossible to do. It's unachievable. If you do lose this match, this fight, this race, whatever it is they do, this business deal, then it's going to be the end of you. What do they do? It's like the hero in the film. They go for it anyway. They know what's the worst case scenario. In their mind, it's not as bad as what other people think. They know they've just got to perform as they know they can perform. And then if they fall short, then so what? They're going to learn from it. They're going to improve. I want you to have that philosophy in life, not just in motorsport, but in everything you do. If you want to go up to that person and ask them for a date, just go and bloody do it because you could be missing out on the relationship of your lifetime. I mean, how many times have you passed up on things just because you don't feel like you've got the confidence and you're scared of what might happen if it goes pear-shaped? Life is all about going pear-shaped. It's how we improve. It's how we've evolved as human beings by things going wrong. If you go through life avoiding things that will put you in a position where you're going to be judged or it won't go to plan, then that's being that person that's underneath the radar again. Race drivers are not like that. Race drivers are on the edge. They push limits. They turn situations around. They come back from the back to take the win, the victory. All these are success secrets on the outside of the car. But too many drivers can do it whilst the helmet is on, but they can't do it when the helmet's off, when they've got to work. You, my friend, cannot let this happen. That can't be a weakness of yours. You've got to act as you do on the racetrack, outside, in the boardroom, in the office at home, chasing sponsors, calling people. You've got to have the same approach as when you've got that helmet on. If it helps, wear the freaking helmet. <laughs> Whatever you've got to do, you've got to make sure you're the same person in the car as you are out the car. Because that person in the car is the fighter who goes for them gaps, who makes things happen. That's the sort of attitude you need on the outside to make this sponsorship happen or this opportunity. Whatever it is of the great eight that you're doing, 
or if it's not one of the great eight, it's something else that you're doing to get the drive, you still need to have that attitude. You're a racer through and through. You love racing because of what it gives you, the freedom, putting yourself out there on the edge, on the limit. Live your life that way. Attack your business side that way. It is a fight. It is a race. And you've got to show up. And the person that shows up the most is the person that's going to win this fight. You're going to grab them sponsorship dollars and you're going to show these companies exactly how much more business you can get them. That's a fight. That's a race. You've got to get there first. Sell to them. Take their dollars. Spend it on the racing. Spend it on entertaining them and giving them all the benefits that you have promised them. And everybody's happy. You will feel so victorious if you pull this off. See, this is good. This kind of feeling of you going out there and making it happen is addictive. It's a lot more addictive than living a life under the radar, letting these what-if things get in your way, worst-case scenarios in your head, rubbish excuses for why you can't do a certain thing. Oh, it's a dark place to live. It's horrible. It's not for you. If you're going to make this happen, you've got to step up. So again, this isn't about being confident or not confident. It's the reason why you must go for it, to create motivation, to make sure you act automatically and just do. And it's not your fault. When you're a kid, you had confidence. You would go and do things. You'd slip up. You'd fall off the bike. You'd do things that would put you out there. But then what happens? Then you start to get judged as you're getting older, right? You start, your parents start to tell you off for doing things that are not the norm, not what everybody else is doing in general public. So you start to get scolded for it. Then you go to school. You go to school and you get scolded for standing out. You must all wear the same uniform. You must act a certain way. And if you come out of that, your friends start to judge you. You start to lose friends if you don't act in the system way. So there's no wonder we like what we are. We try and conform so we're not judged. It's the way life is set up. It's done on purpose. The schooling system does this on purpose because that's the way to control the masses. You have to make them conform. And throughout all the start of your life is all conform, conform, conform. So there's no wonder that we carry on doing it all the way to our death. But if you again study the people that succeed, okay, they may have a rocky life. Up and down, up and down with all the challenges they have. But they've got the life that you really know that you're capable of. They get more challenges. They get more people judging them. They collect the haters. They've got more haters than the average person. Why? Because they put themselves out there. And in doing so, you're going to be judged. But that's another thing I want you to take on. The more you are judged, the more you are succeeding. It means you're doing something. You're ruffling feathers. You're standing out. You're not going to get sponsorship if you don't stand out in some way. But in doing so, you're going to get people judge you. It's the way it is. It's life. They're going to, th- I mean, just look at YouTube with all them comments. You can have the best video on there, but still, you'll have some haters on there. You'll have some people throwing some abuse because that's how the average work. If you're doing something they would like to do deep down, they'll attack you. So we might as well face this up front right now, right? Because if this is the kind of thing that's holding you back, the judgment of what people may think, then you've got to see it for what it is. It's a load of rubbish. They're seeing you through their eyes, through their matrix, through the way they view the world. They're not really taking the time to learn it from your side. So they'll just judge, bang, just judge quickly. They won't even think about it. They just throw a judgment out, done. But it's not the truth. You know the truth, what you're going for. You're the most important person in your life, whether you like to believe it or not. 
You're the one that cares about your life the most. So give yourself the present of going for stuff, not holding yourself back because of all the fears that other people put upon you. All right? Are you getting this? Because this could be the difference between you making it and not making it. This is important stuff right now. At the end of the day, we love bugs. We love to interact with people, to have love, friendship. So when that is slightly threatened because we feel like taking an action will give us loss of love, loss of respect, then we do scare away from it a little bit. But you can't let it. You've got to blast through that because at the end, if you wear your heart on your sleeve and you give everything every day and do not let fear stand in your way, then eventually you get more love. Like I say, you get loads of haters, but that's just a phase. Once you go through that, then you'll get more love. And fear is something that never goes away. I mean, look at Will Smith. If you see that interview with Will Smith he did with Charlie Rose, I think it was like 2002 he did this interview. And he said that he was motivated by fear. I always wondered what he meant when he said that. Motivated by fear. How can you be motivated by fear? But what he did is he he hated the feeling of being scared of something. Because what it did is it made him turn down opportunities. And he had an interview with Quincy Jones to do the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And that's where you know him from first, probably. He did Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but he didn't want to take the meeting. He didn't think he was worthy of it. In his mind, he was not going to do it at all. He was too scared of what might happen and what they might think of him. He didn't have the confidence. And this is Will Smith. This is one of the first people that you think of when you say confidence. You see him and you can see he's overflowing with confidence. But really, he's not. He's scared. But what he taught himself when he went for that Fresh Prince interview was, you know what, I'm sick of being scared. I'm just going to do, from this moment forward, I'm going to do everything that I'm scared of. And he'd walk on there petrified, but outside, he'd have his shoulders back, head up, and he'd be really cocky, really confident. And it was on a talk show once when he, he was surrounded by people that were way more successful than him in his industry, and he felt very nervous. He was like, you know, I'm nobody. They're just going to laugh at me. But then he remembered. Bam, I'm going to attack this. And this was the Arsenio show. So he went, on to, he went up there, and Arsenio was a big deal back then, this chap. He was so scared, but then he just took control, and he walked up to him, grabbed his hand. He said, my name's Will Smith. I'm going to be the big dog out here in a minute. You don't know who I am yet, but I'm going to be big. And he said that with such conviction that he started to believe it himself, even though he was bricking himself. And I know what that feels like. I remember turning down jobs because it would put me in a situation where I'd be vulnerable. I could be judged. But then I made this same decision. Right, every single time something now makes me scared, I'm going to do it. And it becomes like a new trigger. It doesn't make you any more confident. It just makes you do stuff. And then you get better results. And then you go into the next one, the next one. You spend your whole life being scared, really. But instead of letting it beat you, you take it on. You just do it anyway. And you're screaming on the inside all the way through. But then most times you find it's nowhere near as bad as you thought it would be. And at the end, you say to yourself, what was I really worried about? That was great. I want to do it again. So to remind you that confidence isn't this mystical power that all of a sudden you've got. It's how you deal with fear that makes people think that you're confident. That's really what's going on here. This is important because every single decision you make when it comes to your life has an effect. It changes your destiny. I don't know if you've seen that film, Sliding Doors, when she's, I think it's Gwyneth Paltrow, she's running for the train, she just misses the train. She doesn't make the door, it shuts and then it goes and she misses it. But then the film goes into a scenario where it shows you what would happen to her life if she just made that train. If she just got there in time, got a hand in the door, got on the train, and then it shows you how her life changes. 
how different it is just because she did or didn't get on that train and it follows it. You, you've seen the movie probably. But it makes you think that certain situations and certain decisions in life, they take you down a different route and they completely change the destiny of where you're going. And if you're letting fear, you're letting confidence or lack of confidence, should I say, get in your way, then there's a lot of decisions that you're making that are going to be holding you back, that are not going to allow you to get this drive. It's just going to stop it. It's going to be a brick wall right there and you're never going to achieve it. I promise you. But if you let fear drive you, if you go for things that you are scared to do, you put yourself out there, you widen or broaden this comfort zone then your life's going to go in a different direction. And it's going to go in a direction that's much more likely to get the drive. So I know when you're putting things together and you think to yourself, okay, I've got to call this many companies, you get a bit of apprehension inside, don't you? Oh my God, how am I going to do this? That's fine. First of all, that is normal. This is where you've got to be abnormal. It's what you do with that fear. Are you going to do what most people do and let it stop you making that call or talking to that person? Or are you just going to do it for a laugh? And just see what happens. I prefer you to do the latter. And again, that's not confidence. That's just dealing with fear and associating what it means to you. And if you're in that situation, you give yourself again a quick flash of what you're trying to achieve here. So you've got motivation to do it. The reason why you want this goal, what it's going to give you in life, how happy you'll be once you've done it. Then you start to feel better about it. And before you know it, you're picking up the phone and you're dialing. So it's acting on things that you're fearing. That's what people call confidence. They just don't understand what it is. I want you to understand what it is and I want you to master this side of your psyche. Have you got this? (laughs) Have you really got this? I know I spent a long time on this, but it's really important. Please spend time on this. Challenge yourself today. What can I do today that I'm scared of? You've heard of the saying, do something every day you're scared of. There's some truth in that. What's one thing I can do today, this is the beginning of the day, that will scare me, that takes me closer to getting sponsorship, takes me closer to getting that drive? And if you just do this five times a week, once per working day, you'll be surprised what snowball you start off and where it can take you. And then all of a sudden, you're doing two things a day that will scare you. And then no longer they don't scare you anymore. So you start to make bigger things, bigger actions that can scare you. Before you know it, You're acting in a way that people that know you would never recognize you as being that person that could do them things. They'll say, wow, you're different. You're so much more confident now. You'll be like, well, no, I'm still the same person on the inside. I just take bigger actions now. You won't see it. You won't see yourself being as confident because you're still you. It's still the same voice on the inside. That doesn't change. It's still the little you, the little boy or girl that's on the inside. But people will say, wow, you are confident and your actions will make you look confident and you'll be getting somewhere. So you got to do this, all right? I don't want to talk about this anymore because you might be thinking, okay, Enzo, I've got this stuff now. Can we move on? Which I'm going to do. But be confident by handling fear. Fear is is like, it's a false emotion that appears real, okay? The saying, fear, false emotion that appears real. That's all it is. You decide what you fear and go for it.